You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's me, Ash. (laughs) And as you can tell by the raspiness of my voice, it is, in fact, early morning. And I was... Woken up by spirit with this episode finally in my spirit, and the download was so good. So I grabbed my phone, I wrote the notes down as fast as I could because sometimes writing helps translate it, sometimes speaking helps translate it, sometimes I have to feel it in my body and let it settle molecularly in my energy field, and then I can reap purpose it or create it physically in the world through writings or graphics or whatever. But this time I was able to write the notes out on my phone. So we're going to go through that in a moment. And in addition to the raspiness, I am still kicking out those last bits of my cold. So pardon the nasal-liness and the clearing of mucus. <laughs> it's gross, but it's the truth. Before we get into the tune-in, or the drop-in, if you will. I want to talk a little bit about that because a good friend of mine with whom will be a guest on this podcast at some point, and we've got another little special thing brewing between the two of us. I was asking for feedback on the first three episodes and like her thoughts around it and such. And as we were talking it through, because she's seen a lot of my journey over the last, I want to say two or three years, we were talking about the difference between invocation and petition and intention setting and clearing. And I actually moved between all of these ways of tuning in or dropping in with ease. I actually don't discern between them um, or decipher, I should say, between them just because I go with whatever is in my spirit and what my spirits are saying. So I want to do a little teaching, if you will, to share so you understand what you might be experiencing. And maybe moving forward, I will remember to list or explain what exactly we are doing besides dropping in. And I'm using quotation marks with my fingers, bunny ears, or tuning in, which they all do the same thing. We're tuning in or we're dropping into spirit, but there's different ways and you're experiencing different ways. So I think in the first one, I did actually do a grounding in episode one. I think I did guide us through, I'd have to go back and and listen, guide us through dropping into your feet, grounding your energy, becoming aware of your energy, right? So there's grounding, there's clearing, which you're calling in clearing energy or entities or ancestors or guides who will clear your energy field, the physical space in which you're in. You can also clear yourself. And most folks, spiritualist healers, guides will combine grounding and clearing together. That helps you get into your energy field and your physical body and be receptive to whatever message is going to come through or whatever healing process you're about to go through or whatever new information you're about to absorb in your nervous system and in your field. 
So there's grounding, there's clearing, they're often put together. There's guided meditation, which is a method or technique that can take you through grounding, can take you through clearing, can take you through mindfulness or becoming quiet and still and settled in yourself. Um, which there's levels to guided meditation and that goes into frequency and different energy fields and different planes and all types of things. But let's just keep it general of a guided meditation, which is self-explanatory that you're being guided through the meditation. There's invocation, which is my fave. (laughs) I'm an invoker. I am. Um, Whenever I speak, it invokes an energy. Whenever I am speaking with intention and heart and conviction, it calls in different spirits and different energies. I've always had it. I had it as a kid. I grew up around a lot of prayer warriors and people who knew how to shift energy in a room through their voice, through spoken word, through calling on spirits, God, Jesus, ancestors, higher beings, ascended masters. Invoking is literally saying, I want to imbue or call in an energy in the space with my words and my intention. So you will experience a lot of invoking with me. I love it. I'm down for that. I think it's amazing and it's extremely powerful. Incantation is a process of saying and repeating words similar to a mantra or chanting or spell work. I can't wait for us to do that together. In fact, we might do it today. I might demonstrate and then leave space for you to do it yourself. But incantation is some good shit, y'all. If you want to conjure up anything, call in an energy. This is using words as magic. So you can imagine how invoking and incantation work together. These things are not in isolation, if you will. Then there's prayer. So I love to teach newbies the difference, especially who have a Christian background or Abrahamic upbringing, as I do, because praying from those traditions is different from praying, in my opinion, as a spiritualist or an empowered spiritual being in a human body remembering divinity and coming in relationship, balance, right relationship with spirit and ancestors and really the creativity of the entire universe. And so prayer in those traditions has an energy of begging. It has an energy of, I am small and something else is bigger than me. I am asking you to do something. I'm putting my wishes out into the world. Please, please, you know, kind of has that, at least from my background, maybe not from yours, but I'm just sharing from my experience and also what I've witnessed with people in my life and clients where I love to help people learn and practice and experience praying from a space of commanding the universe of asking for what you want, knowing and expecting that it'll be that or even better. So prayer to me is using the words to put out to your ancestors, your guides, your spiritual protectors, what you would like to see. And it doesn't have to be about yourself. It can be about the world. Sometimes I pray over people's lives, over their businesses, over their children, over them walking in their path. Sometimes I pray over people that I just see on Instagram. I'm like, yo, I just feel like I want to bless you with a prayer. It doesn't have to be that you're distraught or you're asking for a prayer or you are looking for support. I'm just like, man, I see how they're going. I'm just going to pray more blessings for them. Like send them good stuff, y'all, you know? And I know that it will come to be in whatever way is best for myself and or the person in which I'm praying for or the outcome I am praying So that's prayer to me. A petition is a little bit more specific. To me, a petition is like, hey, here's an assignment. 
I am requesting something very specific from my guides. And I'm going to write this. It is very formal. It is a signing. I do it with authority. And then I am giving it to the spirit or spirits, including sometimes my own higher self. I petition my higher self to do things and to stay focused on things, or rather for my higher self to keep me focused on things. So a petition is more of a formal written document. It definitely can be partnered with prayer. It definitely can be partnered with incantation. It definitely is partnered with invocation. And before I do my petitions, I always ground and clear. (laughs) So you're getting the whole recipe up in here. And above all, or not above all, but rather ground level foundational, basis level is an intention. Intention is setting the tone, a desire, a direction, values, if you will, of a certain moment in time. My intention is for us to come together and tune in and learn and listen and vibe in community over the airwaves with this podcast. That's my intention. I'm holding that in my heart. It's an energy. It's an idea. And I'm sharing that with y'all. And who knows, you know, intentions don't always turn out physically and an experience the way that we want. That's why people have that apology. That wasn't my intention. Great. That wasn't your intention, but the energy that came out of your intention, because maybe you didn't set it as strongly as you wanted or thought you did. Maybe you didn't even set the intention at all. In your mind, you were thinking an intention, but you didn't say it. You didn't put action behind it. And so therefore it left these cracks or our leaks or opportunities for the intention to be thwarted or taken in a whole nother direction or misinterpreted. Intention is very strong, but it needs to be partnered with action. How we move, what we say, what we do, which these other forms kind of support that. So that's a quick overview. I think there's a few more that I'm not thinking of, but these are the ones that I easily move through all the time without even thinking about them because I use them and did a whole long one year sacred woman initiation of feminine powers (laughs) practicing these things in conjunction with elemental beings and so on so wait till we get to altar making (laughs) today i am going to do an incantation i feel it so that was the mini lesson before we actually drop in so today's drop in will be an incantation i am going to pause this for a moment to actually write out what I want my incantation to be and invite y'all to partner with me in that. So if you want to pause right now and get your pen and paper or a little notepad or some sticky notes, which are my best friends, let's do so. Okay, y'all, maybe you've got your pen and paper with you and I've got mine and I just tuned in myself. So let's do this. I'm going to take us through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What a great number. Ten mantras, if you will, words, phrases that I want to invoke and have us tune into in this episode. And here's the disclaimer if any of this doesn't resonate, don't tune into it. You can fast forward or you can just listen without allowing your energy to connect and vibe into what I'm doing. And you can also do your own incantation, right? Your own phrases and the things that you want to align your spirit and affirm your spirit with and your physical body with. And 
when this episode is out and you want to share what your incantation was, definitely do that. I'd like to see them. So when you're ready and you are in a safe space, take a couple deep breaths, just five, since we are now in 2021, it is the year of five, five deep breaths. Okay, I think that was five. And with your whole self, you can repeat after me or put in your own words. And keep breathing intentionally as you repeat these. I belong just where I am. I belong where my path takes me. I trust my divine process. I trust the process. I honor myself through my actions, my thoughts, and my words. I honor and respect life and living beings. I am open to healing, clearing, growth, and becoming my best self to fulfill my destiny on this earth at this time. I am a divine being, learning, healing, and leading for freedom and cultural change. I am love. I am loved. I want to do them all again. I belong just where I am. I belong where my path takes me. I trust my process. I trust the process. I honor myself through my actions, my thoughts, and my words. I honor and respect life and all living beings. I am open to healing, clearing, growth, and becoming my best self to fulfill my destiny on this earth and in this lifetime. I am a divine being learning, healing, and leading for freedom and cultural change. I am love and I am loved. I wanna take a moment to honor all of the ancestors, guides, spiritual beings, protectors, overseers, deities, familiars and animal spirits, the elemental spirits that are all with every single one of us, those who have come before us so that we could be here now, the ways in which we've been brought into community today. Thank you for my voice being used, my body being present, my heart being open, and my intention being clear. Blessings to every single person that hears this episode. May their life continue to flourish in the best ways possible, honoring all of us. Let the healing be deep and clear and easeful and abundant. And so it is. Let me take a moment. Please close this out in whatever way works best for you. And may your words and incantations be shared with whoever you'd like to share them with. (laughs) there are a lot of different ways to do incantations. Sometimes people write the exact same things nine times, 10 times, 20 times, 30 times. 
there's a reason why as young kids, as punishment, we were, at least I did, had to write, you know, my apology or whatever I did a hundred times on a piece of paper. And I would like write a long line and then do the eyes first. Like I will not da 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 or whatever it was, because you're invoking the energy of change. You're wanting to program something. That's what incantation does. You're repeating and chanting and saying something whether it is how I just demonstrate it, or you do it underneath the cloak with a candle in a dark room in a circle with symbols on the floor and (laughs) a rhythm to it, make it your own. That is always important. And not only is it your own, it's partnered with the spirits that support you. So today's episode, let's get into it. Oh yeah. Now that we started it off with this opening is uh, my folks woke me up. I thought it was way earlier in the day. I thought it was like three o'clock in the morning and I wanted to do that SpongeBob meme, like, all right, y'all, I'm getting up. You know, like, <laughs> let me get out. But it actually was like seven o'clock in the morning. So I overslept and they dropped this in my spirit. And so I quickly wrote it down in my iPhone. I like to say that because I'm, some of y'all know that I am new to iPhone land. I had the iPhone 4 and then had an Android for 10 years and now I've come back and I'm like, this thing is crazy. But this episode is, you're not here to belong. You're here to help heal. And this has been true to me and my life, my entire life this lifetime, for real. I remember being a teenager at church and not fitting in and just being different. I never had the cool shoes. I never was allowed to, you know, hang out and kick it outside of the sanctuary like the other teenagers. It was like, you are here to get this knowledge. You are different. Every prophecy I've ever received, every reading I've ever gotten has said this. And I'm sure if you took a moment, if you had readings If you've had different things spoken over your life or elders look into your eyes and be able to tell you about your spirit and your soul and your character and your personality, you will also be able to pick out these reoccurring themes of who you are, who you've always been. And if not, maybe start paying attention to who you've always been because a lot of different traditions believe and know that children In our younger years, when we first get here, we already knew what we were up to and why we got here. And then programming and education and family experiences and ancestral traumas and wounds coming alive that are unresolved, come alive in our own lives for us to resolve them. And we get kind of sidetracked and we forget and we start, you know, blending into everyone else and conforming. So this episode is really a call, not just to myself, but for all of you who've always been the black sheep the oddball out, the weird one, the one with all the idiosyncrasies and just different. Those of us who are different, we're always meant to be different and we're different for a reason. This is for us. It's a hard pill to swallow, to be different, to want to belong. Every time I've shrunken myself, shrunken, shrank, whatever, made myself small. And that is such the phrase right now. Don't make yourself small. It's so easy to read that or hear that or say that, but to live it, to be big, to be different means that we'd be going against the grain on so many things that feel uncomfortable, but, and 
going against that grain and being uncomfortable is literally the trap door or the secret door to our healing and our freedom and our collective evolution. This actual episode is not what I even had planned for episode four. I had written out and done episode four like a week and a half ago before the new year, and it just didn't sit right. And I'm going to detour this. I'm I'm going with flow. So hang with me, y'all. I want to take a little moment to share that while I haven't even gotten into conscious business stuff or being a spiritual entrepreneur on this podcast yet, I just want to share this reminder to trust and follow your intuition and listen to your heart and listen to your spirits, listen to the moments where you feel a quickening, as my old folks would say, when you feel quickened to do something, which means you feel activated or convicted to do something as a spiritual entrepreneur. Do that always. Listen to what your spirit awakens you to do, not what's written on paper. As spiritual entrepreneurs, business won't be as turnkey in the way that the internet shows us to be or in the ways that online marketing and online business and whatever tries to tell us that it must be. It's different. It's a blending of showing up online and being online and what those algorithms require if you want to play that game. But you're first and foremost always indebted to and needs to be in align with your spirits and your higher self to fulfill your destiny. That's what spiritual entrepreneurship to me means, which there will clearly be many, many episodes about this coming down the line. But I want you to know, and this is an example of it today, right now, as I'm recording this, you'll continue to fuck yourself up if you keep trying to fit into that online business, online marketing box. Wow, look at the similarity of what I'm saying here. As a spiritual entrepreneur, if I were to ignore what I was feeling today and go with what I wrote and what I had already pre-recorded for episode four, this information wouldn't be flowing through. I couldn't release that episode because it didn't feel right. My spirits were like, no, there's another message and it's for you to not belong. Do not follow the crowd. Do what is lit up in your spirit because that's what you need and that's what other people need. So as spiritualists who are doing business, and sometimes we look like coaches, sometimes we look like psychologists, sometimes we look like artists, sometimes we look like HR people in a corporation, but we are driven by spirit and cultural change. We cannot do what's written on paper, what's always quote unquote logical to the human brain. We have to go with what we are intuitively, deeply in our gut and with our spirits being led to do. And that's what this episode is about. The episode is about We thrive when we're not trying to belong, but we are obedient and aligned with and open to and following the path as it unfolds. That's what helps the healing happen. Like this right now, I feel my energy shifting. I hope y'all can feel it too, that this is huge. It's huge for me and I hope it's going to be huge for you. But if I would have gone with that first episode, it wouldn't have felt like this. I can tell you that right now. So we'll come back to spiritual entrepreneurship. But I want to really, really lean into this idea of you're not here to belong, you're here to help heal. Particularly as a Black person, as a Black woman, because this, and I touched a little bit on this on Instagram a couple weeks ago, I touched on it in my newsletter also a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to talk about it in more depth right now. I know as a Black person, one of my reoccurring personal wounds that is also ancestral and in the works of being cleared out, my ancestors are over it. (laughs) Some of them, the old ones are over it. The ones who are closer to me are like, but this is how we survived, which is the point I want to make. As a kid, as a teenager, 
fitting in into blackness was really hard because we were either in a whole black neighborhood, south side of Chicago, uh, west side of Detroit, like Gary, Indiana, like very black and very poor, very economically challenged, if you will. And I went to schools. I was in black community 100%. And then my stepdad would get a better job out in Lyle or Naperville, Illinois, and all these like affluent neighborhoods. And then our lifestyle would change. We moved to Schaumburg, Illinois, or we lived in Evanston, but it wasn't ever long lasting. It was like moving back and forth between these upper middle class affluent neighborhoods and then back into the hood, if you will. And so because of that, I went to different schools. And in that experience, I would either not be black enough when I was in black schools and was never going to be white enough in these white schools. So I moved between these two worlds, which many of us have done. And there's lots of different essays on like the harm in for black kids to move back and forth into these different environments, particularly in whiteness into communities that hold the energy of white supremacy ideology or white culture, if you will. But what I want to talk about is not so much about my personal experience of moving back and forth, but what that did for me and what it's done for a lot of different people. And that is ancestrally as a black person, regardless of the tribe that we belonged to originally when we came over to this country as enslaved people from Africa, various different tribes, various different clans, various different regions, we blended together as one in order to survive. And we could open up a whole nother bucket of conversation around colorism. And if you were a field nigga or a house nigga, as we would say or in the culture, which is another conversation that we will be going into because it's time. I can feel the energy. Woo, yeah, I can feel the energy. It's time to have these conversations. But more so this episode is, what is it like? What does it look like for me and those of us who have this call to step outside of the belonging that has created surviving in order to do deeper healing and to alleviate the culture and ourselves and our community and our families from that boxed crabs in a barrel experience. So healing is twofold and I've known this with the ancestors. Whatever the wound is, the actual trauma, usually the antidote is exactly the same thing or the exact opposite. For example, if we're all conditioned to belong and to be complacent in the belonging, do not rock the boat. This is black culture. You do not do this. You do not speak up or be disrespectful to elders, right? You do not do that. You don't ever call your mother out of her name. You do not, you know, these are staple black isms, if you will. And what does that look like when you need to get free? Maybe telling an elder that they are wrong because your ancestors, your higher self has a different path for you is the healing. Maybe it's not even about disrespect. It's about stepping in your authority and no longer seeing yourself as a small child or a weak link. You now have the authority to lead your life and to be a leader in your own community for change, for healing. There must be change and a departure to certain ways of existing culturally that have to change and be departed from in order to get free, in order for things that are the tapestry, like oh, this is getting jumbly. Make it clear, y'all. Mm. In order for 
healing to happen and freedom to be stepped into, we will have to dissolve ways of being, ways of existing, ways of relating, rules, cultural rules that kept us together and safe and surviving. We will have to dissolve them. Freedom means that the culture will change. It is our process and journey to discern person to person, group to group, community to community, and as a collective, what we are holding on to and what needs to be transformed. <sighs> I often wondered if I needed to do another secret podcast, like just for Black folks, but I'm tired of splicing myself. Yep. Okay, y'all, this is going to be a real different episode. I'm tired of splicing myself and fragmenting who I am and the wisdom and the medicine that I have to share. I'm tired of splicing it and putting it in different compartments for different audiences. This medicine is for everyone. And that means that I will have to be incredibly aligned, incredibly aware, and very thorough with how I share it. And so there are some disclaimers that are going to come up as I, right now, actually. Okay, right now. (laughs) Because I am an American and this podcast is based on American experiences mostly, even though I've traveled the world and lived in other places and I work with many people from different parts of the world and I'm part of a collective of ancestral lineage healing practitioners from all over the world. I do want to say that I am centering the American experience because that's my family roots most closely to me and needs a lot of the healing right now. That's why I was brought back to the States. And so the disclaimer here is for white folks, white presenting people of European ancestry, the fear is when we speak like this, when we expose things in this way as Black folks, is that you are going to take it and run with it and use it against us, that you will use it to pacify fragility or things that challenge the ways that you have lived in your privilege and historically have had a lot of advantages, both, or actually I won't say both, that's been constructed in this culture on purpose and A lot of heinous crimes and things have been created in order to uphold it. And so when I speak, my fear had been, if I speak this way to both groups of people, that I'm going to have to do a lot of defending of my words, which I will. But my disclaimer for white folks is that when I am saying something that is very crystal clear for black people, it is a privilege for you to hear it. And it is an honor and the healing that is needed on both sides that you are hearing it. So when you're hearing things that I'm specifically saying for Black people and people of color, you are sitting at a moment, not just to be looking, "Mm, this is not for what they would say, white gaze. It's not for you to witness it and see it with your eyes and hear it with your ears and be like, oh, wow, that was really interesting that Ash said that for Black people. Let me go and share this with other Black people or talk about it with my white people friends. It's not so much about that. It's more so... What you're witnessing amongst Black people is an opportunity for you to then do research in your own white lineages to see how you've carried this, witnessed it, how your people have perpetuated or contributed to it, because therein is an opportunity for your healing and your freedom. And so as Black people, as we do our healing and we get free, 
And we step into our power and we let go of the victimhood that has been put upon us. And we heal the traumas that have been passed on for so many generations. The same thing needs to be happening to and with white people and your lineages and with your inheritances and with your traumas. Otherwise, we are not going to create the foundation for growth and change and relating that we want, which is no longer the separation relating to race and class, especially in this country. So the disclaimer is, again, when I am speaking, be respectful, be in reverence that I am holding the both and in one time. And it's very hard and I'm fumbling through it, but it is the training wheels are going to come off. <laughs> and the training wheels were me having these conversations in small groups, one-on-one, and with different select people. And now it gets to go out to whoever the fuck hears it. And I don't know who you are. But let me warn you that should my words get twisted and you present and or use me in a way that is harmful to Black people, white people, brown people, I will come for you. I will be replying and I will be very vocal in calling you in to a conversation that may or may not be on the internet for all to see. So that is my warning. I am here for healing. I am here for conflict resolution. I am here for the difficult conversations. And I think I've just demonstrated that. Now, there is a disclaimer for Black folks and people of color. This episode is going to trigger the fuck out of you you will probably come for me as well. (laughs) You will probably be like, Ashley doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. And that's fine because I know that a lot of us are holding ancestors who would much rather see you survive than to see us get free. Who believe that the freedom is staying in our communities and not talking about different things, not calling us on our BS, on the things that we are perpetually holding on to that's preventing us from our own freedom without looking at white people or the cycles of oppression put upon us as a people. We have to take responsibility for certain things. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. Because I have been afraid to step into my power, even with the blessings of my ancestors, because of the eyes of people within the Black community who think different than I do. And when I sat back, I was like, am I really not going to fulfill my destiny because other Black people might not agree? Do I want to stay belonging to Blackness? And the ways in which I've defined it in my own mind, based on my own personal wounds and my ancestral wounds, do I want to belong to that? Or would I like to create a blackness, an experience of blackness that is inclusive and loving of my culture and also says no to this bullshit that is actually the derivative of enslavement, the thing that we do not want. I don't want anything. Mm, Let me take that back. I was going to say, I don't want anything in the culture that's actually a result of enslavement. But that's not true because certain things did come that were really wonderful. I want to transmute the energy behind them. That's it. Thanks, y'all. That's what I want to do. I want the energy underneath it to not be around strife, struggle, fear, hiding, manipulation, sneakiness, kikiing in a way that is the evil eye or negativity towards my fellow brother, sister, and siblings. I want to transmute all of that. 
I want the ways in which my foremothers, forefathers, and four people, the way that they have survived, the little things relating to hoodoo and things like that, not things like that, but the actual black culture, to be preserved and for me to do it in an energy of real, true freedom. That's the only way I know how to describe it. And a couple months ago, I was speaking on a panel or they spoke through a panel because I was completely, I had no control over what was said in this. There is a need to, yes, reclaim old ways and remember and to innovate and evolve and grow forward. If we're doing the same things that our ancestors did, white or black or brown, doesn't matter who you are. If we're only doing the exact same things, we are not going to open new doors. We're literally living in the same energy, thinking, beliefs, behaviors as them. So we will keep experiencing the same things. Now I need to redo a graphic on my Instagram because there's two prongs to this idea. There is, if we keep doing the same things, we will not open new doors, which is definitely true, especially within the context of personal development and growth. You've got to change if you want to be different. But, and there's the reclamation piece of great ancestral wisdoms. And those things we do want, those old wise ways, we do want to reclaim. We do want to bring them into our energy field and into our body and into our knowing and live by them because they will help us open new paths of living. So there's a both and, surprise, surprise, happening of what old ways need to be done with, dead, finished. We're no longer doing that. I could make a list of them. I probably should have before this episode. What are the old ways that are no longer serving? They are keeping us in a box. We are belonging in captivity. We are belonging in a prison, right? That needs to be done with. And what are old ways that need to be reclaimed and held onto and innovated upon in our lives right now in order to help us move forward? So a long, long time ago, which wasn't that long ago, I just like to say that because that's what the the little people, the contemple say when they talk to me. (laughs) Shout out to Elder Maladoma and also to Liv Wheeler, who connected me with the little people of the Dagara tribe. That's what that was. So I was traveling the world. Let me tell you a little story about something I created that is coming back. As a little girl, as I would go to different people's homes, whether they were family members, like distant family members, church members, play aunties, uncles, cousins, whatever, people from school, I would always watch what they did in their families that we didn't do in ours. And I would adapt different things. For example, in our family, the kids would eat in the dining room and my mom and stepdad would eat in the living room so they could watch TV while they ate. And we had to just look at each other. (laughs) We couldn't really see the TV. And I hated that. I was like, I wish we could either all watch TV together and eat a meal or we all sat at the table and ate this meal together. And we never had that one. We didn't have a table big enough. One of the chairs was broken. Like everything was makeshift because this was the time when we really didn't have actually all of our tables. Now that I think about it, we're like makeshift and mismatch. That's cute. That's cute. But I longed for us to all sit at one table and actually be together. Like, yes, that's what I saw on television, which we could talk about that in the context of like aligning to whiteness. But it's actually not because a long time ago, a long, long time ago, we all would sit on dirt floors and eat together with our hands. Eating together is an actual ancestral, old African ancestral practice, right? Now, 
there would be times where different elders or grandmother or whoever would eat first, but, and generally these are not things and isolated to whiteness. So I would go to different people's families and experiences and I would be like, oh, I'm going to adopt this. And if I'm adopting that, I'm letting go of this. So the example would be, I'm letting go of eating in separate places whenever I have a family and I am adopting eating together and that being important and asking people how their day was and what energies they're bringing to the table and blessing the food together. I want that to be a regular thing, not just on Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is the only time that we did do it. But my little self and her knowing and with my spirits were doing was teaching me how to let go of certain things and bring on other things and make them my own. New traditions can be created. New traditions that create the energy and the feeling that we want can be created. But if we are always trying to belong within the constructs and the limitations of our surviving, we will not be free. We will keep belonging in these silos, in these circles of oppression that are internalized and inflicted upon us, but keep crying that we fucking want something different. That's what lit me up at the end of last year. Actually, all of 2020. I was pissed off by seeing stuff still fucking happening. That's the reason why this podcast is named what it is. But we're not willing to do things differently. We're not willing to reclaim ancestral ways because we think it's witchcraft or we think that it is demon work or we think it's whatever the fuck we've been programmed to think it is. When all along, if we look across eons and times of every fucking culture, we all honored the people who came before us. There was rites of passages and ways of being that let them rest so that they can be resources of wisdom for knowing when the changing of the winds were coming and when we needed to prepare or contract to be diplomatic or to fight. Like all of those resources were through the ancestors. And on top of the complaints of how the world is, we're not willing to change our individual lives. So here we are. This is, ooh, I'm going to model this, y'all. When this episode comes out, I'm going to do a little model of it on the Instagram. So make sure you're following me over there, Ash Inspires, if you don't know. But what I'm seeing, what they're showing me is wanting change is in the middle. And then we're being pulled, the tension pieces, we're being pulled of, I don't want to change my own life, but I want the change. I don't want to go back to old ways, but I want the change. Essentially, there's these tensions. We want difference. We want freedom. We want white supremacy ideology to end. We want inclusivity. We want to come together. We want to trust that there is love. Like We all know at the end of the day that love is love and we are all one, that it's melanation in accordance to how close we are to the equator and the tropicality of this world on um, whether our skin is what it is. And yet we're still doing the same fucking thing. I don't understand it. It really does frustrate me. I'm really glad that the energy of anger and frustration is coming through so that I can articulate this the way that they are giving it to me. It is time for us to no longer belong in order to create freedom. Woo! Yes, honey. Let me take a sip of water. <laughs> Let me breathe. Let's pause. I belong to. There's a post I did a long time ago that said, I belong to my ancestors. I belong to my higher self. I belong to my path. I belong to my destiny. So on and so forth. I want y'all to know I belong to the energy of freedom. I belong to, yes, the water spirits. 
I belong to the mermaids. I belong to the ancestors in the water. I belong to my own ancestors. I belong to my higher self. I belong to my purpose more than anything. And I do have alliances and connection to Black culture and African people and also whiteness. I'm American. I am an American and I have white ancestry, both from love and from rape and atrocities of this history from this country. I have both. And believe it or not, my white ancestors do come through and they have things to say and I do put them to work. (laughs) But I do belong to them. I also belong to other planes that is not related to this earth at all. You know, I'm an interdimensional, multidimensional being that happened to decide to be human yet again for this particular assignment. So I'm here to help us do exactly what I'm doing. And I think y'all know that by now. So I won't even go through the list the way that I wrote it this morning. I've never fit in. And the more that I don't fit in, the more aligned I am to my calling and the more I can do this assignment and the more that I can have the impact I want to have and the more authentic I am and the more I call in people who are a yes for that or who want to challenge that and we come into community and there's respect that's happening and the gap of separation starts to close the more that I am not fitting in, the more that I am myself. I'm now learning and truly embodying not even learning in my mind, because I already know this, and you guys already know this. We have this knowledge and this understanding that the things that make us different are also gifts, but the embodying it, the living it, the expressing it, the truly believing it through your being, through your actions, through your behaviors is what is happening right now. And you're hearing it in me. I think y'all hear my voice and my my energy is different. Thank y'all for giving me this. The more that we shrink away from our gifts, the things that make us different, the more that we are delaying our destiny, the more that we are contributing to the history and the past that we say we want to get away from. If you want your family members to no longer be racist, that means you have to embody not being a racist because you're not. If you're not, then you can be that. And by you being it, they will see it. You don't have to fight with them and explain with them. Just be exactly who the fuck you are with love and with your interactions, with the choices that you make. Every minor mundane action aligns to an energy that you either are for or you are against in your spirit. It's really that simple. As a little girl, I was like, I am not okay with black people being poor in this country. We are not leaving to go back to Africa. We have no new lands to conquer as African-Americans, nor do we have the assets, most of us, the assets or the resources to go and conquer, which why would we want to do that? I have a story for that for another time about my time living abroad. We are here on American soil and America has a lot of years, centuries built on this imperialistic way of being. And so, oh, this is going somewhere else. Are we going there? Make it clear if we're going to go there. If we're going to stay here, there is a negotiation and a balance of reconciliation and a birthing of something new, a new way of being on this soil that is not going to be, for lack of a better word, oppressed. There is a lot of freedom that can be created on this American soil within the context of blackness, brownness, Africanness, and 
inclusivity, coming togetherness with our white, white presenting counterparts. We're going to leave it there because that's a whole nother episode, y'all. Like I can't, my head is starting to swirl. Yes. Okay. We're going to take a couple deep breaths. I'm being instructed. There's something else they wanted to tell y'all too. I'm going to see if I wrote it down. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. This is really fun. I'm really enjoying this episode because they are coming in with it. Oh, yes. Hmm. If we were never different, we will continue doing the same shit. And if we never reclaim old wisdoms, we won't remember the nuance and flexibility and discernment of diplomacy some of our ancestors walked closely with. Arguably, all of our ancestors at some point walked with that knowing. If we go back far, 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 far enough. That's the ancestral healing and the reclamation piece, ancestral reclamation piece. So as I was saying, old ways don't open new doors, but it is true in a sense that old behaviors and energies need to be let go of, but that old wisdoms can get us free. And we just have to discern the energy behind the wisdom to know if it is a wisdom or not. (laughs) Is that wisdom creating true freedom or is it creating another cage to survive in? Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. What we have to do, me, you, those who are listening, we have to explore and define that for ourselves. If it truly is freedom, what does freedom look like? Or if it's another case to survive in and how much of our belonging is contributing to that. Mm-hmm. We've got to define it for ourselves. And most times belonging doesn't allow you to lead. That's a word. That's a word. But look at this. Historically, every leader is hated by those they have come to help at some point. Every single one. Everyone that we're like, Martin Luther King Day, Martin the Mountain of Malcolm X, and this and that, Obama. (laughs) Everyone has something to say about everybody. This is interesting. What a tangly web we weave as humans. I'm going to do an episode completely about purpose, but just a little piece here. When we are willing to walk away from belonging to the things in which we want to create freedom for, We truly step into a leadership position in our own lives and in our community. And when you talk into leadership, you got to really know your purpose. And sometimes people talk about purpose within the context of, I'm going to achieve this in my lifetime. That's not how I define purpose. I talk about this and I used to do an offering called Brand in Your Truth. And in it, I would tell exactly what I'm about to share with you right now. And that is purpose is something that you're contributing to. It'll never be completed or achieved in this lifetime. My purpose is freedom. My purpose is to help as many people experience and create freedom in this world. And there's many different levels of different freedoms. It also, my purpose aligns with abundance. I see abundance all the time. It's not just abundance of finances and money, but abundance in relationships, abundance in ideas, abundance in creativity, abundance in gratitude and moving how you want to move. Like there's an abundance in the many of lives that you live in one lifetime. I've had so many different careers. I've had so many projects. I've met so many different kinds of people. Like there is abundance of so many things of the foods that we eat. Like, oh, I just love it. 
That's what my energy aligns to. My purpose is to contribute to the energies and the experiences of freedom and abundance for us. And so I belong to a bunch of people who also align with creating and leading freedom. Mine looks different. Arguably, I could say that I'm aligned with, again, Martins and Malcolms and Mayas. And let me stop doing these first names as if I'm disrespecting these wonderful elders and ancestors. I'm being too casual. Thank you. (laughs) I belong to those people, right? Anyone who said that love is true, love is the only thing that matters and that freedom is what we need and that your voice needs to be heard and there's inclusivity and there is trust and we are all one. I belong to those people. The only difference is that I do hold the vibration of nuance and breaking all those things apart in one space so that we can resolve the conflict and come together. That's a gift that is uniquely my own. So let me bring this back to y'all because this has been an interesting experience. Oh, yes. I like this episode. I hope you have too. I want to ask you, get your pen and paper handy if you don't have it. These are the questions that I have for you around your own purpose and path on how you are here to help heal and grow and contribute to the collective change very practically in your own life, absolutely in your community and in the greater collective transformation that's going down. But how are you here to belong? So here are question number one, how is belonging helping you right now? Let's start there because as sometimes as change makers, as healers, as spiritualists, as visionaries, as oracles, all of that, there's an emphasis on transformation and change and not as much on honoring the past. And let's again, extract, take, hold, honor the pieces that we did need. We're not completely throwing the baby out with the bathtub. We're not spitting in the face of our ancestors and the folks that helped us get here. That's not what I'm here for. I do want to honor the ways that belonging has helped us belonging to blackness and black women has helped me love myself in a way that I did not see in this country or on this television, you know, this television set and in the media. I needed that and I continually need that. I'm grateful to have women and people and brothers and siblings around me who will pull on my coattails when I'm not making any fucking sense (laughs) or I'm really stepping outside really the truth is my physicality and my mental development as brilliant as I am hasn't evolved to a place to hold what sometimes my spirits are dropping into my vessel and so it can come out in ways that sometimes I've had elders have to pull on me or tell my community members like keep an eye on ash because she moves so fast and her spirits give her stuff so quickly she might not be able to hold it because there is a physicality of this nervous system in this body so i am grateful for my belonging in that sense it has created safety for me whether that's in short term or long term it's created connection in ways that we do want to honor right so question how is belonging helping you right now how is belonging supporting you right now number two How is your belonging, there's the big one though, how is your belonging hindering you, hindering us, keeping us stuck, still in the same recurring patterns? The podcast is still happening for a reason. 
what is still happening that your belonging is contributing to in a negative way that does not represent the freedom, the inclusivity, and the connection that we all fucking want. And if you don't want it, you need to stop listening to this podcast because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> we'll get a little bit of spice and a little bit nice. Um, yes, I'm a cornball. If you didn't know it, that's that. But yes, how is your belonging hindering you and us? How is it keeping you playing in respectability politics or continuing to uphold racial tensions or ways of belonging within the culture? Again, it isn't what we want when we say, particularly for black people, when we say black girl magic, but then I turn around and I'm like, why aren't you using your magic right now? Like you're belonging to the smallness of blackness that we know we say with our words that we know that we are not that, but you're not living it. Why not? Why not? And yes, we're going to talk about ancestral healing and trauma and the fears and all of that. There's many episodes for that. But for right now, how is your belonging keeping you in the thing that you don't fucking want? Number three, who and what do you actually belong to? Who and what do you belong to? Just list that as a list. Because I go back to that list and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. I do belong to my ancestors. I'm not belonging to the ones that do not want me to do this work. We've already taken care of them. But there was a time where my ancestors, everybody on different levels were in conflict. And we had to have a whole sit down and a communion, a council to be like, wait a minute, y'all. This is what her purpose is. Y'all have to, they had to come together and support me to be in alignment to what I'm here to do, not for me to align to their wounds and their traumas or to hold me so that they can live through me, which is a huge, I need to do a whole episode on that. I'm being in right relationship and having boundaries with your ancestors so that they're not literally with their love leeching off of you. That's a thing. So who and what do you belong to? Number four, what is your purpose and what are you here to do slash contribute to? That might scramble a lot of people. When I say, what's your purpose? They're like, what the fuck? You want me to talk about my purpose? I don't even know what my purpose is. Just go through these questions and see what comes up. And, you know, at me on the social medias. And let's see what happens. In addition, I should tell y'all, there's going to be a specific space that we can come and talk more about what comes up in this podcast. And it's through my Insights and Inspiration Insiders email list. You can only get on this. It's actually not even an email list. It's a community space. But you can only get to it right now if you're on my actual newsletter already. So get on my newsletter. If you go to my website, get on my newsletter and you will get the prompt to join it. It is a membership, but it's the space where I will be spending most of my time behind the scenes unpacking what's happening in these episodes further. So if you want more of that, get on my newsletter list, then you'll get the invitation to get in this insiders community. But other than that, social media is just fine. Okay, let's continue. So what's the purpose and what are you here to do contribute to? Number five, how have you never fit in? How have you never fit in? Usually we're like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't, it's so painful. No, how have you never fit in? Because there is healing, there is medicine, there is antidote, there is a key for your purpose and your leadership and how you have never fit in. This is not a time to keep shrinking and trying to push away. It's now time to fully embrace who the fuck you are and who you've always been in 2021 and beyond. We are woke. The great awakening has happened. 
Now it's the visions. Now it's the action. Now it's the knowledge. Now it's the examples. And if you are still rejecting what makes you different, we will not get there. And we need all hands on deck. Last question. How are you going to leverage all of this in 2021 and beyond for your freedom and our collective healing? Just riff off of that a little bit. It's a big question. All right, y'all. I deeply and truly and hopefully hope that this episode has been nourishing to your spirit and your soul. It definitely was for me. My stomach is grumbling. My day is getting ready to start. And I just want to honor and thank my spirits and my ancestors, my higher self for waking me up with this message to share with y'all, for allowing it to come through with conviction and ease and grace. May it be nourishing again to every ear that it gets to go to. And for everyone who is listening, may you continue on your day, on your evening, on the lands in which you get to live and rest and be and create with ease and grace. And that whatever you do, you do it for healing and for growth and with courage and compassion. Thanks for listening, y'all. Hey y'all, if you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking, what you're going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.